Achtaf Tessain with Aleph and Bet. Nuances in statistics. Itra la Ruba. Once again, today we have uh, an, an important idea, um, and that re refers to the what we've seen so often recently that polls and statistics are so often proving wrong. Um, and part of the reason for that is, and, and, and this is what we're going to see in, in today's piece, part of the reason for that is we use the mechanisms given to us to resolve doubt, we use those mechanisms even when we don't have doubt. And that's enormously problematic. Um, a, a poll, if, if a leader doesn't know what to do, then a poll can give him an idea. At the end of the day, there's wisdom in the masses, there's majorities, there, there are things we can, we can use. But still, the, the Mishnah says in, in Soto, in the ninth parak of Soto, the Mishnah talks about the fact that in the time of Mashiach, Pnei HaKelev ki Pnei HaDor, the um, leadership of a dog, Pnei HaDor ki Pnei HaKelev, the leadership of the, of the world in the time of Mashiach is going to be like the leadership of a dog. And Rebbe Chonin said in the name of Rebbe Sro Salanta that what that means is if you watch a dog walking in the street, it walks in front of its, of its master, but it keeps on checking back to see if the, if the dog turns right and the master goes straight, the dog runs back and then gets in front of the master once again. And when you find leaders constantly looking back to see what people are saying and then readjusting their policies to fit in with what the people are saying where they want to go, that's already time of Mashiach. Uh, so, so, in other words, taking that view, although although there is validity in the majority, what pe the majority of people think and want, when a leader uses that, there's no leadership. The idea of a leader is, I don't need to ask them what they think. And therefore, I don't need to hear the majority. Once I've asked them, then it's difficult to ignore a majority. The question is, is when you even consult. Sometimes you've got to know that you don't ask a shyla because you don't have a doubt. Once you've asked a shayla, you're bound by the answer, and the answer might be different to what you had in the initially. But if you don't have a doubt, and assuming you know something about halakha, and you don't have a doubt, you don't ask a shayla. You ask a shayla when you're in doubt. What are the tzdade hasafik? A good rov will say, so what are the two sides? What is your dilemma? What is your doubt? You don't say, is this kosher? That's not a shayla. That's ignorance, and you're trying to find facts. That's not a shayla. A shayla is it could be A, it could be B, B, I've thought this through, and I can't get to resolution whether it's A or B. That's a shayla. And looking at surveys and polls is also, it's checking in situations where you've got a dilemma that you're not able to resolve any other way, but there have been great presidents of the United States who make, have made points of never looking at polls, not reading polls, asking their staff never to tell them what the polls are saying, uh, so that that shouldn't influence the way they think. And often we, um, we, we use statistics and we use surveys and we use polls when we should know what to do without them. And we'll see two examples of that in, 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 as these principles develop in this piece of Gemara. So it starts at the bottom of design and with Bayes, or with Aleph. We're talking about a situation where, the, where a man, it's a Mishnah, we're into the second parak of, of Ksubis, and the first Mishnah is a woman uh, becomes a widow, he dies or he divorces her. Now it's time to claim Ksuba. The Ksuba has been lost. So she's claiming the 200 of a woman who's married as a virgin. And he's saying, when I married you, you had been previously married. You, you were not a virgin, and therefore you can have 100. Or the, or the estate is claiming that. So the Gemara is going through the various study and says, Kivan, 
We have a principle that the majority, here's a statistical fact, the majority of women get married as virgins. If there are no witnesses to, to tell us whether she was or she wasn't, who cares? There are two rovs at play here. Two majorities, two conflicting statistics. The one is, most women get married when they get married, they're not previously married. It's only a, 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 a minority of marriages are widows or divorcees. And any betula, any virgin who gets married, a girl who gets married for the first time, there's a big reception and invitations go out and people are talking about it. There's a call, there's, there's a, a voice about it. And this girl about who, says nobody can remember her wedding. Nobody can remember whether she had a, a head covering on or she didn't have a head covering on. Nobody can remember anything. That's because of that itra laruba, her rov is damaged. So that that the previous rov, the previous majority of most women get married as, as virgins. So we should assume that she was previously unmarried and she gets two hundred. Yeah, but if she was un previously unmarried, there would have been. Talk in the town about the wedding, and nobody remembers the wedding. So that rov, that statistical majority, has been damaged somehow. And therefore, um, if there are no witnesses, it's a problem. If you want to say that every case of an unmarried girl who gets married, there's talk in the town about it. It's not possible that, that a girl gets married and nobody remembers it. Then what, what does it help having witnesses? These are false witnesses. You've just said everybody. Kol, you've used an extreme word here. Kol. It's a word we often use. We should be careful, seldom or never to use. Everything, always, everyone. That means, that's absolute. Says the Gemara, if you say every girl who gets married for the first time creates a whole drama in the town and people are talking about it, then if witnesses come and say about this girl, she was a betula, she was a virgin, she was previously unmarried, but nobody remembers it, then the witnesses are false witnesses because you've just said every single case it's like that. Eloah Maravina, so Ravina modifies it and says, Most women who get married for the first time creates uh, uh, news and, and gossip and there's talk about it and people remember it. And this one doesn't have a call, so her rov is a little bit less, uh, less specific, says Rashi. Since there's a chazaka that generally there is a, a there is a noise, there's talk about it, and this one there's no noise. Um, therefore, her her rov has been damaged. So there are two important um, sources that that I want to use here to, to develop this principle. The one is the ritva, and the other is Tosfos. The ritva says the following. The Gemara says, if you say every woman who gets married for the first time creates noise in the town, people know it and they're aware of it. If that's what you say, and, and, and what good are the witnesses in that case, says the, what the Ritvo explains is, um, 
But we know that there's nothing more compelling than witnesses. You talk about rumors and voices and people talking and gossip against two witnesses, and you want to say that the witnesses are false because of the because of the gossip in the town or the lack of gossip. How can that be? There's nothing more powerful than two witnesses. Says the Ritvo, it's not the, the two witnesses pitted against the gossip or the voices. It's the two witnesses pitted against the absence of the gossip. What's the difference? Look at the words of the of the door. Lo'alam kileta lekala, the bottom line of the of the Ritvo and the sources. And by the way, for those who are listening online, there are always sources. You can click on, in the description of the share, you can click on the link and you'll get to the sources. You'll get a PDF. Lo'alam kileta lekala, hai chazaka alima misahaduto. When there isn't a voice, when people don't remember the wedding, then the, that fact that because nobody remembers that she probably wasn't, it wasn't her first, first marriage, that's stronger even than evidence. Why? Because the whole world are witnesses against the two. It's not the witnesses against, against some gossip. It's the witnesses against the whole world. So as I'm learning this ritual, I'm thinking to myself, but we know that, that may I betray dummy, that even if it's two witnesses against a hundred witnesses, it's still considered two against two. It's an, it's an equal thing. We don't need anything more than two. So the ritual says it's these two witnesses against the whole world, but then it still should be two against two. But what the ritual means is you only use witnesses when you don't know reality. So there are, there are cases where you need witnesses no matter what. For Kiddush HaChodesh, you need, there are statutory requirements of edus, of evidence, such as Kiddush HaChodesh, marriage, Kiddushin. Um, even certain cases of punishing, you can't punish unless there were edim involved. There are sometimes statutory requirements, but in order to, to f- determine the truth, in order to determine facts, you only call witnesses if you don't know what the facts are. But here we know what the facts are. Why are we calling witnesses? The, the whole premise of calling them is false. It's like asking the Shiloh when you don't have a doubt. Why would we be referring to witnesses, says, says the Ritval. So here's the first nuance in the principles of clarifying evidence. Because witnesses is, is like a poll. Witnesses is like a survey. You're questioning, you're asking people what happened. And, and people are giving you information. It's secondhand information, but that's all we've got. If that's all we've got, then sure, you've got to use witnesses. But if you know, you don't go outside and say, uh, you know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I need some witnesses as to whether it's daytime or nighttime. Anybody willing to give evidence? Are you Meshugana? Why would you do such a thing? And if two witnesses came and said, we'll give evidence, it's nighttime. So what will you do? Say, thank you very much. And we'll start davening Mary if we've got two witnesses that it's nighttime. That's idiotic. But we do that idiotic stuff all the time. Asking witnesses when we should know it ourselves. Pnei hadok, pnei hakelev. When a leader ought to have his own values clear and his vision clear and know where he's going, and he keeps on asking what people think and want, he's doing exactly that. It's daytime to him. He knows where he's going. What are you asking people for? And now you've asked them, you've got to follow them. Otherwise, you look like a, like a bad leader. And, and so we, we need to be careful to always check with ourselves. Do I need to ask? Do I need to look for evidence? Or do I intuitively know what I'm doing? And without being complacent and arrogant, but with humility, if with humility and knowledge and you're in a position of responsibility, you feel strongly, I know where I'm going. You don't have to ask anybody else's opinion. Just for the sake of getting consensus. Why do you need consensus if you know? You only need consensus if you don't know. 
or you go by a majority opinion if you don't know what to do. But if you know, then you've got to do what you know. It goes even further and more nuanced with Tosfot. Because Tosfot goes on the second case. The second case is it's a rov against a rov. Most girls who get married, we have these two rovs. Most girls who get married for the first time, are, most girls who get married are married for the first time. It's one rov. The other rov is most girls who get married for the first time create a social, a social uh, for, for all. People talk about it. Those are the two rovs. And here, nobody's talking about it, but most girls get married for the first time. So what do we assume? So he says, I want to pay you a hundred. She says, no, two hundred. I was a betula. He says, if you were a betula, why is nobody talking about it? She says, but you know that most marriages are betulot. Most marriages are first marriages. So it's a rov against a rov. What do we do? And Tosfus goes through a beautiful, Tosfus going through some, some issues from... Um, uh, from further on in, in, in Amasech to further on in Aperik. And he comes to the conclusion, He says these two rovs are not equally weighted. That these two rovs, the first rov is that most women who get married it's their first marriage. Most weddings, it's the first marriage. That's a stronger rov than the rov of most women who get married for the first time. People know about it. People talk about it. There's a two rovs, but says Tosfus, there's a nuance. They're not equal. They're different. And a lot of the Achronim battle with this. What is the difference? They're both rovs. It should be a rov against a rov. What is the difference? And the answer is amazing. This is one of these matmonim. I was thinking to myself, coming this morning, nobody will believe it took me three hours to prepare this morning's one because it's a few lines in a Tosfus. But to understand what is the difference between these two rovs, what does Tosfus mean? What we're looking at here is the difference between empir empirical knowledge and axiomatic knowledge. Axiomatic knowledge you know because of an a mathematical axiom. Empirical knowledge you've observed, you've seen. Which is stronger? We would think empirical knowledge, you've observation, you've seen something over and over again. What we see here is in halacha and in life. Axiomatic knowledge is stronger. What do I mean by axiomatic knowledge? What is the role of most women who get married, get married for the first time? So think, it, think of it in terms of set theory. Of if you take all the weddings, that's one set. Then there are two, then the, the, there's the, a subset of that are the women who get married for the first time. What about the women who get married for a second and a third time? They're a subset of that subset. Every, married who, every woman who gets married a second time was married a first time. But not every woman who was married a first time gets married a second time. Therefore, first marriages have to, have to axiomatically be more than second marriages because a second marriage is only a subset of the set of first marriages. Everybody who gets married, gets married once. Some get married two or more times. But the everybody is a bigger number than the somebody. Have we gone around and checked this? Have we done surveys? No, this is obvious. This is logic. And logic's very powerful. What about the other one? Most women who get married for the first time, people know about it. That's not axiomatic. That's, that's empirical. They've, if you check it out, you'll see that's how it is. But it's not axiomatic. So now you've got these two rovs. You've got an empirical rov and you've got an axiomatic rov. Says Tosus, which is the stronger? 
the axiomatic rov is the stronger. If you know something by logic, and the logic is axiomatic, it's not a kind of fluffy logic. It's really strong logic. Svara, the power of svara, and Rabbi Shimon talks about that often, the power the Torah gives to human logic in making decisions is so immense that if you're looking at these two these two chazakot, these two rovs, and they conflict with each other. One is empirically clear. You can go around and survey and look, and you will find that when people, when women get married for the first time, people talk about it. People remember the wedding. And the other one is that most women who get married, most weddings are first-time weddings. That's not because you've surveyed it. That's that's mathematical. It has to be that way. The mathematical. So the, the mathematical rov is stronger than the than the empirical rov, the one that is through observation and and experimentation. And he, here, once again, we see that when when you know some, something, you've got this you've got this axiomatic rov, you know it. You don't have to go looking for evidence. You don't go looking for witnesses. You don't go looking for another rov. You don't go looking for surveys. It's not necessary to do that because of the power of, of the axiomatic. And we see that actually in Rashi. Because look at that Rashi. Ki atu edim, on the first Rashi, ho'il oh, Sorry, the second Rashi. Ki atu edim, my havi, kivan de chazaka de yesh lakol harbe hayu yodin. Because of the chazaka that there's a, the people talk about a first marriage, people would know. What word does Rashi use? Do you see the word rov? No, Rashi uses the word chazaka. He says, this isn't even a rov. We say it's a rov. But when you're dealing with an axiomatic rov, when you're dealing with a, 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 an empirical rov, that you're surveying, you're looking, you're analyzing, that's a chazaka. Chazaka is an assumption. A chazaka is not a fact. But an empirical rov, that's a fact. That most weddings that take place are first-time weddings, that's a mathematical fact. That in most cases, when women get married for the first time, people know about it, that's an assumption. We assume that that's the case, that if she would have been married the first time, people would have known about it. But it's an assumption. It's a chazaka, and we know that wherever there's a rov and there's a chazaka, we've got a Gemorian Kiddushin, uh, where the Gemara talks about a machlokes Rabbi Meir and Rabbonin, how they view Rov, how they look at these majorities and the Rabbonin, miuta letadami. Once you've got a majority, we ignore the minority. Ruba v'chazaka, ruba adif, and therefore, if you've got a Rov against a chazaka, it's no longer a Rov. Once you've resolved the Rov, it's an everything. It's a fact. It's not you've got a majority and a minority. Once there's a Rov, it's just one. It's a majority. <coughs> the majority is the fact if you're using Rov. And therefore, if Rov opposes Chazaka, Rov is stronger. Because Rov is mathematical and Chazaka is an assumption. And that's why Rashi uses the word Chazaka here. Tosfa says these two Rovs, the one Rov is stronger than the other, says, says Rashi, because in fact the one isn't a Rov, the one is only a Chazaka. And against that Chazaka there's a Rov. So the Lomdas, the technical learning of this part is very fascinating for those of you learning the Dauphin, and, and trying to understand this piece of this piece of Gomorrah. But what we take from this, this understanding that, that firstly, when there's empirical evidence, which we get from, well, firstly, the Ritvo, when you know something, don't ask for opinions of others. You ask for opinions when you have a balanced dilemma which you cannot resolve. 
You can articulate it, but you can't resolve it. Then you seek help, you ask for people, and you look for evidence, and you do research, and you do whatever you need to do. Secondly, if you've got empirical knowledge and axiomatic knowledge, always favor the axiomatic knowledge. What you know out of, of logic is more valuable than what you know out of observation. That the halakha gives, gives more prominence to that. Uh, and and in, our, in our daily life and in our lives as, as leaders and as business people where we're constantly having to make decisions, always pause and just say, do I really have a dilemma here? If I don't have a dilemma here, who cares what public opinion is? I'm clear. I know where I'm going. And if I'm wrong, they'll kick me out. That's the, that's the risk of being a leader. But I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to turn around and see where the, where the bus is going. And then the dog goes in that area. I'm not going to be a dog. I'm going to be a leader. And if I do really have a dilemma, then I start looking. Am I looking at Rov? Am I looking at Chazaka? Am I looking at empirical information or am I looking at axiomatic information? If they contradict with each other, I've got empirical information, I've got axiomatic information. Which comes first? These two different types of Rov that Tosfos talks about, which Rashi says one is not even a Rov, it's really a Chazaka. And where Rov is against a Chazaka, the Rov is Adif, because Rov is based on mathematics and on logic. And Chazoki is based on empirical assumptions, and the mathematics of Rov always trumps the assumptions of Chazaka.